Welcome to the Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, brought to you by Altris. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Stacey Katakura founded Accumulus in early 2017. As its president, she brings an unmatched level of accounting and financial advisory services, having previously worked for 10 years as the vice president and chief financial officer of Forest City Hawaii, a real estate development and property management company responsible for over $2 billion in Hawaii real estate and renewable energy projects. I am going to let you tell us about Accumulus because I think there's a lot of people who need your services more than they have any idea. And when people think about large companies and huge multi-billion dollar companies, they think that they need people like you, but small people need you too, I'm sure. Stacey, first of all, welcome. Thank you for coming by. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And congratulations on your, first of all, your fifth year anniversary in business for Accumulus. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. And you are also the award recipient of the Hawaii Business Best of Small Businesses in last year. Last year, yes. How fabulous. Yeah, thank you. Was this always something you wanted to do, just branch out and... Um, it's not something I always thought I would do. I thought I, I earlier on in my career, I think I thought I was a good number two, and I was a little afraid of um, taking the role of president on. But um, I think it's something that I have grown to love, and I'm I don't I, I love I'm really happy that I made the decision to start my own company. Have are you one of those people, Stacy, who's always been like in love with numbers and? And making things add up and organizing figures. Was that you from like elementary school? Yeah, I was always better in math. Um, and I, I had a, I took an accounting class in high school and I, I kind of fell in love with the, um, just the theory and, and debits and credits is, uh, that, as that may seem. <laughs> no, I love, I just love, I love the fact that we're all so different in our businesses. And one of the really fun things about the chamber, and these kind of interviews is you really can see that the people who do what they love are very successful. Mm -hmm. Whether you love, you know, baking and you have an amazing catering company or you love numbers and debit and credit columns, it's all the same thing, really, right? You find what you love and you do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I love, um, I, I, I'm not afraid of numbers. Um, and what I love about what I do is I think there's a lot of business owners who are afraid of accounting who just when when they think about reading financial statements they kind of freeze up and I, I I love being able to translate the numbers in a way that a business owner can understand and make sense of and and make some good decisions based on them. Now obviously you work with some major companies and and you work with large amounts of money but I see a lot of you know medium to small businesses many of whom are in the chamber of commerce they need this kind of help so badly. In fact, even more sometimes, I think, just the day-to-day -day managing of profit and loss and are you actually making money? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's an area that um, I think a lot of small businesses um, don't realize that they need the advisory services. Um, a lot of small businesses just will make, you know, make do with balancing their checkbook every month, uh, but not being able to really understand what that means if they're being profitable, if they're spending their time and their money in the right areas. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's something that I just love to, to help 
um, small businesses do is, is understand where they're what, where they are and how what they can do what changes they can make to become more successful and to grow what are some of the things that you identify immediately with let's talk about sort of middle level companies for, for now what are some of the things that you see right away when you go in and you say oh my gosh if they were only doing this it would make such a difference so there's things that stand out I think a lot of th- a lot of companies don't really understand what gross profit means um, and how you should really look at, you monitor your gross profit, um, gross profit being your revenues, less your direct cost of producing those revenues. Um, and there always should be a gross profit. Um, otherwise you'll, you know, you'll, you'll never be able to make money. Right. You'll never take home a paycheck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in fact, a lot of people don't take home a paycheck and they don't know that they're not making money. Mm-hmm. I see that a lot in my work with restaurants where yes. the first question I ask people is how much does that plate of food costs you yeah and sometimes they don't know yeah exactly and they don't know um and i think a lot of times especially with restaurants uh benchmarking and understanding how much uh how much you should be making how much what percentage of uh of um your revenues should your food cost should your labor cost um what are your competitors doing what are they seeing why it's a good idea to do inventory once in a yes. while, for example. Yeah. How many businesses do you go into where they oh never gosh. do that? Yeah, there's, yeah, <laughs> too many. <laughs> so tell us about the services. I mean, advisory services, accounting services, tax services. We are going to ask you a couple of tax questions, if you don't mind, in a bit. Tell us about some of the things. How does it look if someone hires a cumulus to be their advisory partners? Uh, so I think actually typically what I've seen in the past few years um, is that a lot of a lot of companies are really struggling uh, with finding and retaining good accounting talent, um, and you know especially through the pandemic, uh, and, and businesses are trying to cut costs. Um, they're struggling, and so I a lot of I talked to a lot of business owners who just um, rather than having to to uh, manage, recruit, retain accounting uh, staff and a lot of times small businesses can only re- afford to have one um, one bookkeeper on staff and what happens when when you know in those situations they're limited to the expertise of that one bookkeeper uh, so in those cases I think uh, outsourcing your accounting function makes, makes a lot of sense uh, when businesses come over to accumulus we um, so accumulus is a is a combination of the, of the words accounting and cumulus cloud accounting. And so everything that we do is cloud-based, uh, which allows us to serve our customers um, more effectively remotely. Um, so we, we transition them to whatever from wherever they're on into a cloud-based accounting platform so that they can have real-time access to their accounting data. That must be a huge step for some some businesses. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. to give up like, you know, calculators and bits of paper and things, it must be terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some we've had some customers that still keep ledger books. So, um, so we do uh, walk them through the transition into a cloud-based accounting platform, um, and uh, we we automate everything that they do from bill paying, uh, expense, you know, management, um, and uh, we will we'll work with the business owners to try to understand what their what their needs are, what their goals are. And um, the beauty of what we do is that we can customize our financial reports to to be able to tell a story to the business owners. Um, and what whatever their goals may be, uh, we can try to shape the financial reports to be able to tell them how to, how to get there. 
Tell, tell us some of the kind of results that stand out to you of exactly that, of being able to tell a story to a business owner about how they've been performing and perhaps see the light go on and when they say, oh my gosh, you mean we could actually be doing this? Yeah. I'm sure you have lots of those stories. Yeah, I have a lot, lot of those stories. I mean, a lot of times people don't know how their employees are spending their time, um, where they should be spending their time uh, to be more productive um they're they don't they're not charging enough to their customers um they're not tracking they don't actually know that they're losing money on on certain customers um and just making certain certain changes over time and their pricing strategies and the way that they're managing their their employees their inventory their assets um i think makes a big difference and i mean just small steps over time i think um little things make a add up to, to a big difference and it's such a worthwhile thing that you do because instead of just thinking, like when I'm hearing you speaking, I'm not thinking about numbers and spreadsheets. I'm thinking about families who are able to keep on doing a business because they really understand that that one client that they spend so much time with is actually the person exactly. they're losing money on and they can change and shift and pivot and, you know, continue to be successful, which is absolutely a huge service. Exactly. It must be so rewarding, actually. Is, I'm one yeah. of those people that I love numbers. I just love the magic of when numbers add up and the patterns they make. And ha it's really quite beautiful, actually, when it all works. And I'm rubbish at it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my, I'm just one of those people that my brain doesn't work, even though I really appreciate it. My brain is just not, you know, functioning on that level. But I do appreciate it very much. So as you're talking about numbers, I'm seeing stories and business people and success and kids going to college because their parents' business actually is working because they have the proper accounting help. Mm -hmm. On the flip side, you must also see people who, if only they'd got some help earlier, mm -hmm. things would have been avoided. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I see that happen a lot. Um, uh, and unfortunately, in a lot of small businesses, uh, what you see, well, small businesses and non nonprofits, um, you see a lot of a lot of business owners and executive directors getting taken advantage of, um, which you know, which is I think another benefit of outsourcing your accounting function. Uh, when you have, when you give your bookkeeper the keys to everything, um, it's it's a little bit um, you need to trust that person tremendously. Um, unfortunately that, that doesn't always work out, but in a outsourced accounting situation, you kind of, we have, that's, you know, we, we have, a, we usually assign our clients a staff of three to four people and we make sure that they, um, there's segregation of duties, um, and there's, we, you know, we don't have the opportunity to, um, for anything. Yes. Like to go, to yeah. go awry. Yeah. And you have the opportunity too to do a bit of detective work, don't you, when you go into companies? Because I think that that part must be, it, it's very important because you have to find out where things are going. Yeah. I remember lots of times working with restaurants who, you know, you often see specials where people are giving things away like free gyoza on Wednesdays or something. And I remember like really strongly one day doing some costing with this particular restaurant who the, the gyoza plate that they were giving away was the most expensive thing on their menu, the thing that they lost the most money on, and they were actually giving it away free. So they were sort of compounding their own felony by taking something that cost them so much and giving it away for free mm -hmm. as, as what they thought was a great incentive to bring people in. And that, that always stuck with me because I thought, that's a really quick way to go out of business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
are a lot of people wary or afraid or nervous because they think this is going to cost me a lot of money? They don't think this is going to save me a lot of money. How do you how do you overcome that question? That's a hard one. I mean, I think um, a lot of times um, when businesses are looking at outsourcing, uh, they do have an accounting staff in place. And so it's a trade-off of, you know, this is the salary of your accounting professional, their burden, their benefits versus um, paying a professional the fee. And sometimes it's more and sometimes it's less. Um, but I do, I mean, I do think that uh, having a professional accounting firm, a CPA firm, handle uh, your finances, you should have peace of mind, you know, that you're, your financials are going to be clean, safe. You know, um, you're, when, when, if they're audited, um, there should be you know, findings. Your tax return preparer is not going to um, question a whole, a whole lot. So I think you, you'll have peace of mind. You'll have good financials. But beyond that, I think a lot of what, uh, what an advisory relationship looks like is that, you know, there's things that you have no idea that business owners will have no idea that mm-hmm. they're, leaving on the table um, and having that different perspective um, an outsider kind of come in and take a look at your, your financials. I think you'll be surprised at how many times, how many times we'll find something that you never really, that never really occurred to you. And I think in the past two years too, there's been, there have been so many changes in accounting from people receiving stimulus money to not receiving stimulus money because yeah. they couldn't get the paperwork done. I can't tell you how many restaurants told me, that they used a service mm-hmm. to work through the paperwork mm-hmm. and got them, in some cases, millions of dollars mm-hmm. because they actually outsourced it. Um, there's been all of those things. Then there's been stimulus checks arriving and there's been, you know, all kinds of loans and forgivable loans. And has this been one of the most sort of challenging, interesting times that you can remember? Oh, yes, for sure. I mean, I remember um, at the very beginning of the pandemic, I posted a post on social media saying, because I, I started to think about, I, I started to look into our options on, you know, the EIDL loan, the PPP loan. And as an accountant, as a CPA, um, it made sense to me and it was easy for me to comprehend. But I started to think about, you know, there's so many business owners out there that don't understand and don't know how to read this, the, the laws and navigate through what their options are. So I put, I made a post on social media saying, you know, if you need help, let me know. And that kind of snowballed into this, um, this huge thing where, I mean, I, I had a lot of questions. Um, I ended up putting together uh, or being invited to be a part of a, a webinar series to educate this, the businesses of Hawaii, um, what their options are and how to apply for the PPP loans and how to prepare for forgiveness. Um, and I think that was hopefully a, a tremendous help for I'm sure it was because for most people, they just have never yeah. experienced, uh, first of all, being given a loan and then should they accept it? And then how do they repay it? And what, is, what do you mean it's forgiven? Mm-hmm. How does that work? And then following on to today, we promised we wouldn't ask you very many tax questions, but we're going to ask you some. So, so even today, I mean, are there things people should be looking for doing this year's taxes? Are there things that... Are there ways that they could be saving money that perhaps they don't know about? Mm-hmm. Just give us a little yeah, nugget. I mean, you were we were talking a little bit about um, the this year, you know, the stimulus checks that many businesses or sorry, many individuals received last year. Um, they're actually reportable as income, um, and the IRS isn't really sending out statements as they are with the child tax credits, um, outlining for you how much you received during the year. So you might have to go through 
your bank statements if you don't remember and look for payments from the IRS of uh, I think it was you know twelve or fourteen hundred dollars, but all that is reportable in your um, in your income taxes this year. Um, As far as tax saving strategies, I mean I think hopefully um, businesses have their accounting records straight. Um, I think one of the easiest ways to Look for areas that you can have some deductions or additional deductions is to really look at your your balance sheet um, and make sure that your your balance sheet is clean. Um, particularly the asset section, kind of going through what a typical balance sheet looks like. But you know, you have your accounts receivable. If there's any accounts receivable that's uh, uncollectible, I think it's a good idea to to write that off. That you can take a deduction for that. Um, if you have inventory that is obsolete, that has gone missing, um, that's worthless. So you can write that off as well. Um, if you have any fixed assets that you've, uh, th- you know, you've gotten rid of computer equipment that you might still be carrying on your books, um, that you've gotten rid of that, uh, that you're still in your books, you should make sure that you're writing that off as well. It's just, it's such a lot. Do you find that the world is kind of split into two groups of people? So there's the people who are super excited when you're talking about things like that. And they're like, this is so interesting. And then there's other people who just like glaze over. They're just like, I am never going to be able to find anything you've just yes. said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and can you tell right away? Yes. <laughs> so, usually I try to speed up and, and stop talking at that point. <laughs> I, I, I love that. Like we yeah. said at the beginning, I just love the fact that whenever we sit down and talk to people about their businesses, we just find out that, you know, behind every single small business in Hawaii, there's someone who's super passionate about what they do. And it's something that somebody else doesn't do, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of the pairing of those things together. I think that's really, you know, what makes Hawaii so special. And Well, it's so fun. thank you so much for telling us all about this. And again, congratulations on your Best of Small Business Award for 2021. That's quite an achievement. Yeah, thank you. It was lovely to talk to you. And next time we have tax questions, we'll give them in advance. You can come in next year and you can do a lot of tax <laughs> things for us. Thank you so much. Um, you can read more about Stacy and Accumulus on the Chamber of Commerce website, and you can also contact her. Oh, let me ask one more last question before we go. I wanted to know this. Is there a, a minimum, a maximum size of businesses that you work with? I mean, if there's a very small business listening to us right now, could they contact you or do you start at a certain level? Uh, so our typical uh, client will have somewhere between 2 and $15 million of revenue. Um, for Those are our clients that we do all of their accounting for. We the large we have some larger clients than that but those are the ones that we typically are um, just a CFO for and they have an accounting staff um, in place perfect good to know thank you so much Stacey sure you've been listening to the voice of business the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii brought to you by Altris I'm your host Joe McGarry join us next time for more stories behind Hawaii's small business